this is why the idea that others need to be trustworthy is a load of crap. You need to trust yourself in your own decisions and let go of this idea that others have to prove their trustworthiness in order for you to be vulnerable, in order for you to have intimacy. Welcome to My Orgasmic Life podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Guy Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro-dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen. And make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it. Because you never, ever know what I'm going to say. Because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Welcome. I'm so excited. Okay, so first thing I want to give a shout out to all my audience and my listeners. Thank you for supporting and loving me. The show wouldn't be possible without you. I want to give a little shout out to my Canadian, my Canadian, my fellow Canadian, eh? <laughs> audience. <laughs> Thanks for sharing and supporting. Um, I love you deeply. I also love all my audience equally. So there's no favorites. Okay. But I just wanted to say, hey, hey, <laughs> to my Canadians. <laughs> and you're like, well, why are they your Canadians? Well, because I'm also Canadian, in case you didn't know that. Okay, so today's episode is called, we're talking about trust and intimacy. So this is really fascinating. Um, I end up talking about trust in my job, in my work, with my clients, with the couples. Trust is a huge piece that comes up in people's problems around their sexuality, around their uh, relatability to have connections around intimacy. So I wanted to do a show today on trust and intimacy because it's something that I talk about all the time with my clients when I'm teaching, when I'm facilitating. And I was going over the, the roster of my podcast and I'm like, I can't believe I haven't even done a show on trust. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, wow. It's crazy. You think that, you know, after two, almost 200 episodes that I would have talked about everything, but apparently not. Okay. So let's talk about, let's first of all, talk about trust and intimacy. So we've been taught um, as a culture, anyways, in North America culture, that um, in order for you to love somebody, to be connected to somebody, to be close to somebody, they need, you need to trust them and they need to be trustworthy. And so that's one of the, the, the things that we've been taught to believe. Now I'm going to challenge that. And that's what this conversation is going to be about. So before you're like, what? I don't think so, Gaia. 
You've gone too far this time. You've gone too far. I lovingly invite you to stay for the whole episode. Okay. And I want you to observe where you are feeling resistant, uh, angry at me, uh, uncomfortable, because those are the pieces that may, that I'm going to lovingly invite you to maybe uh, free yourself from. Okay. But I might trigger you today and it's okay. But like always, it's very important to do what's in your best interest. So if you get super triggered and you're like, no, I can't listen to Gaia anymore today. I'm stepping out. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Okay. But I, I invite you to just lean in a little bit further and a little bit longer today. Um, by the end of our conversation, you might be like, hmm, that's an interesting idea. That's an interesting thought. Okay. So. Why is the idea that people have to be trustworthy in order to love them? And, and why is that really setting us up for failure in our romantic relationships? So here's the thing. Trust isn't the source of intimacy. Vulnerability is the source of intimacy. When we are vulnerable with another person and vulnerability can look differently for different people. So one person's vulnerability might be crying in front of somebody else and another person's vulnerability might be talking about something that they're afraid of or risking. Um, so each person's vulnerability can look differently. But it's in the shared experience of vulnerability that intimacy is created. And it's the intimacy that creates the connection, the bonding, the, all right, I risked and I was vulnerable and I was uncomfortable and you saw me and you chill, still choose to love me. And so because of that, I feel more bonded and more connected to you. Okay. So that's what intimacy is. Intimacy comes from the source of vulnerability, not from trust. Trust is this idea, this perspective that whether somebody is trustworthy or not trustworthy. So the problem with trust is that everybody is human and humans, we all are kind of broken. And I don't say broken in a bad way, but wounded. That's a better word because I hate using the word broken. So, you know, we're all of experienced life. We all have wounds. And those wounds define how we move in the world and how we may react and what we think. And, and basically those, you know, trauma wounds, I'm going to call them, um, are those places in which we may not do something with intent, but that behavior may hurt somebody else or may let somebody else down or may not be able to be there or may do a, a behavior that's kind of a jerk move. And so when we use trust and being somebody being trustworthy as the foundation for whether or not we can love somebody or we can connect to somebody, what we're doing is, is we're preventing ourselves from actually having to be vulnerable and really connecting. Okay. So when it comes to trust, 
the only person that you must trust and need to trust is yourself. Trusting that no matter what happens, no matter what circumstances present themselves, that you will be able to handle it. That is the only thing you need to trust. If you trust in yourself, your decisions, your intuition, your ability to handle things, then other people, whether they're trustworthy or not, is irrelevant. Okay, so trust in one's self is the only trust that needs to happen. Because if you trust your ability to discern whether somebody's not trustworthy, but a safe person. So here's the difference between, so, so I can say, so-and-so is a safe person, meaning they have zero intent of harming me. They uh, will not actually, you know, physically, you know, zero intent of physically harming me, zero intent of emotionally harming me and zero intent of psychologically harming me or verbally harming me. But you, you notice that I kept using the word intent because there's a difference between intent versus reaction, okay? And then I'm gonna circle back around, you know, about triggers and trauma and how the brain works and stuff in a second, okay? So just bear with me, just follow me along. We're going on a ride. Remember? Okay. So trust is important to trust yourself. Do we need to trust other people? No. Do we need to trust our ability to choose safe people? Yes. What determines a safe person? Somebody who will not with intent harm us. Okay. So I just want you to take a moment, take that in. So a safe person is somebody who will not with intent harm us. I'm going to say it again. A safe person is somebody that will not with intent harm us. Okay. Now we're going to sidestep for a second here. And I'm going to talk about people that harm without intent. Okay. And this is again, us making decisions about whether or not somebody is in line with us move with the way that our philosophy of life or soul standards, um, which I'm going to talk about in a second. Okay. So but let's talk about the difference between intent and reactive. So intent is um, I am plotting vengeance. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. That's not a safe person. <laughs> Somebody that walks up to you and punches you in the face. Not a safe person. Somebody who uh, is, um, you know, very, very aggressive with the intent to make you feel bad. Not a safe person. But everything is with conscious awareness and intent. Non, so asshole behavior that's not with intent comes from a place of being triggered, comes from those trauma wounds that we were, I was talking about earlier. 
um, that haven't been healed or people aren't aware of that they are behaving in certain ways. So things like being manipulative or controlling or passive aggressive or, um, you know, not, you know, um, not following through. That's another one. That's a good one, actually. Um, saying something and not following through on it, not being reliable, letting you down when you need them, these kinds of things. These are without necessarily malicious intent, but these behaviors still can exist. And the point is, is that you need to decide for yourself whether or not that person can be a part of your life with those particular behaviors and understanding those behaviors and whether that's in line with you. But you see, I've not mentioned anything about trusting them. I don't need to trust them. I just need to trust myself. Trust that I understand why people behave their way. Do I put up with it? For me personally, no. These are certain there's certain behaviors that are unacceptable to be a part of my life. These are the ways that I need people to move. Um, either they do or they don't. They don't. They're not a part of my life. But again, that's not about trusting them or that they're a safe person. It means that they're just not in line with where I'm at. Okay. So it's called, so what I have years ago, I created, well, I came, somebody told me about this idea of creating your soul standards. And so years ago, I created my soul standards, which is a list of behaviorals and expectations and belief systems that are deep important, deeply important to me. And so because those are deeply important to me, the people who are closest to me that are, that I, you know, I call it my A-team, um, who I have the most vulnerability with and the most intimacy with, um, need to be in line with my soul standards. And I have different soul standards for different situations. People I work with, lovers versus deep relationships, deep friendships, these kinds of things. Now, if you're like, ooh, I kind of like this idea of like soul standards and, and like people are, are they, they a good fit or not? So I created a fantastic course that dives deep into this. It's called Relationship Deep Dive. And it goes into who we choose and why we choose those people and are they a good fit for our lives in the way that we need them, okay? So it's an online course. You can go to mygaiamorissette.com and go to courses and you'll find it there under relationship deep dive. All right. So back to what I was talking about. So your soul standard list. Now, but you're like, but they hurt me. So they're not trustworthy. So I shouldn't have loved them. Well, the point is, is that people are all people. And I'm just going to say this is that no one's really, truly 100% trustworthy in the sense that they're not going to let you down. Humans let us down because humans are human and we all have wounds and we all have moments where we get triggered and we all have and a triggered person. So this is really important. And you'll, you've heard me, you probably have heard me say this in other episodes, but uh, a triggered person is an asshole typically. So triggered people are assholes and it's not with malicious intent, but it's self, self-preservation and trying to create safety in this situation where they're feeling unsafe. 
And so people either lash out or go within, spite, flight, or freeze. There's all these things that happen. Now, does that make that person not trustworthy or lovable or somebody who I can choose to be, have intimacy and have vulnerability with? Not really. It doesn't have to be. If I trust my ability to choose the people that fit and are in line with what I need in order for me to be safe, to be vulnerable, then it doesn't really matter about other people's trustworthiness or not trustworthiness. So again, it's the only person you need to trust is yourself. Trust yourself, trust your abilities, trust your choices, trust your ability to handle whatever choices and the consequences of those choices and course correct accordingly. And if you trust that, then intimacy becomes a little bit easier when we take out the trust. Because here's what happens. When we have fear of intimacy, which many of us do, me included, big time actually. <laughs> I've been working on my intimacy issues for a while. <laughs> I've gone to the next level of like leaning into vulnerability and surrendering <laughs> and having intimacy with people. All right. So one of the ways in which we get to avoid intimacy, which ultimately is avoiding vulnerability, um, is to put the story of people not being trustworthy. And we can find lots of reasons why somebody's not trustworthy. Like it's super easy for somebody to not be trustworthy. Like that's like hands down, you can find a reason to make somebody not trustworthy. Everything from uh, I called you and you took two days to return my call to because I really needed you and you weren't there for me to um, I can't believe you said that while I was feeling, you know, you laughed while I was having something, you know, I was feeling vulnerable. And so therefore, you're not trustworthy. Like we can come up when you have intimacy issues, aka vulnerability issues. <laughs> You can come up with a thousand reasons to make sure that people are not trustworthy. So therefore, you do not have to be vulnerable, which means you don't have to have intimacy. So my wonderful peeps, <laughs> this is why the idea that others need to be trustworthy is a load of crap. You need to trust yourself and your own decisions and let go of this idea that others have to prove their trustworthiness in order for you to be vulnerable, in order for you to have intimacy. Okay, now, take a deep breath. <sighs> and you might be like, fuck you, Gaia. <laughs> okay. So if we get rid of the trustworthiness, so now let's come back to now let's drop into intimacy and vulnerability. 
So here's the thing that I lovingly invite you to start to explore. What is vulnerable for you? Just to start to think about it. Maybe start writing a list of what is it that you avoid to avoid vulnerability? Because vulnerability and, and intimacy, the more vulnerable you are, the deeper level of intimacy you have with somebody. The deeper the intimacy, the more connection. The more connection, the more bonding that happens. And then there's all sorts of biochemicals releases and all sorts of things that are happening in your bodies and our brains and all these things. And so first you need to understand why are you afraid of being vulnerable? And why was it not safe to be vulnerable? There's a reason. There's a reason that vulnerability is scary in your world and whatever level of vulnerability and whatever level of intimacy that you're comfortable with. The next level there's a reason that you won't go to that next level. So it's time to explore that. You can do that a couple of ways. One, I lovingly invite you to come work with me and we can get to the root of that and we can course correct it and we can use all of these wonderful tools that I have at my disposal of getting to the source of why are you afraid to be vulnerable and what do you need to create safety in order for you to be vulnerable and what do you need to heal in order to be vulnerable? Uh, two, um, I create. I did a I, an episode, episode one twelve, which is called "Advanced Inner Child or Children Work." It's called the Flush Method, which is a, a therapeutic technique um, I developed that is really powerful. Um, that would be, you might be interested in also watch, listening and watching that episode um, as to understanding how do I get to the source of basically connection to your subconscious, which who has this, your subconscious self has all the answers to that question of why are you afraid of vulnerability? And why was it, why is it not safe? Why you still believe it's not safe and why wasn't it safe? For you to be vulnerable and to have intimacy and connection with the humans, other humans. Okay, so that's why I lovingly invite you to explore. <sighs> Good job. <laughs> Good job. This is, this is the, the other version of me, the therapeutic version of me. In order to have, so I'm going to tie this into my orgasmic life because you're like, oh, this wasn't sexy, Gaia. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Here's the thing. In order to be orgasmic and to have an orgasmic life that's filled with pleasure and joy and orgasms and epic sexual stories and adventures, you need to be able to be vulnerable. You need to be able to have connection and intimacy fully and completely to surrender to life. 
whether it's surrendering to a lover, surrendering to lovers, surrendering to pleasure, surrendering to uh, be able to connect, surrendering to joy, surrender. Life is all about, and you know, as a as a dom and a recovering control freak. <laughs> The truth of life, like one of the major big T, the big T truth is that it's all about surrendering. And in order to surrender, you need to be vulnerable and let go and be safe and find the ways each person's safety is different and everybody's interpretation of safety is different. That's how we tie this back in. So if you want to have the epic orgasmic life that I talk about, then guess what? You're going to have to look at the intimacy and vulnerability piece and allow yourself to heal those wounds and reclaim those places. All right. So next episode. Oh, so I'm going to, you know, don't forget to tune in for the extended version. I'm going to go into a little bit more about, in the extended version, um, let's talk about vulnerabilities and the levels of vulnerabilities um, and maybe how to explore what are your vulnerabilities and how do you risk sharing those vulnerabilities in a way that feels comfortable. Well, it won't be comfortable, but more comfortable. <laughs> All right. So if you want the extended version to get all that juicy conversation that I'm going to continue to have, please check out my Patreon so that you can enjoy the extended version of this episode. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Until next time. Mwah! Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you encouraged you and of course made you feel tingly inside <laughs> i just want to take a moment to tell you how much i appreciate the time that you spend and how i really deeply appreciate you listening i do it for you guys the audience and i love and adore you guys so quick loving reminder i am not available for naked pictures getting married having sex or having anybody's babies and when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. Now, if you're like, oh, I really wonder what's in the extended version. <laughs> well, find out at Patreon. Come join my Patreon for not only the extended version of this episode, but also bonus content behind the scenes, all sorts of juicy, juicy stuff. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is my orgasmic life podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at my orgasmic life podcast, Facebook group. 
And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Did you disagree? Um, you know, I want I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option, we have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.